You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, host of What Were You Thinking and author of the books Enslaved by Ducks and Follow Weather. This week on What Were You Thinking, we are going to talk about rats. Now, rats get a very bum rap, and that's because people confuse pet rats with, you know, the kind of rats that you don't want to run into. So this week, we are talking to Chris Divelbis. Chris and his wife Clara, they happen to be rat enthusiasts who live in Fresno, California. They have something like 30 rats now and have had as many as 36 at one time, all different breeds of rat. They are college students and they spend their time spreading rat awareness at local pet stores. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Well, thanks for having me. Could you tell me how are pet rats different than the rats that one finds outdoors and are, are those called norway rats or gray rats you know how do you well, differentiate them there's a couple of different breeds of wild rat uh the most common are the black rat ratus ratus which uh came from europe with the explorers on their ships and they have been slowly but rapidly uh rapidly spreading you know all, all over the world the uh, Norway rat actually comes from China. <laughs> that figures. <laughs> we have Muscovy ducks that have never been anywhere near Moscow, so that figures. Yeah, it's a sim- similar name confusion because yeah. they were coming from the east and from ships. They thought they came from Norway, but they were wrong. And the Norway rat is larger and uh, stronger than the black rat. So everywhere the black rat goes, eventually it gets crowded out by the Norway rat. Okay, now are both the, the black rat and the Norway rat, are those found throughout North America? They are, but the black rat, you typically find them in the, uh, the outskirts of civilization. The, the rat that you normally see in TV shows when they're depicting somebody in a sewer or in an alleyway and there's rats all over the place, those are Norway rats. Okay. All right, and those are probably the ones that I have seen rarely. Uh, once in a great while I'll see one outside here on the farm, but, but not very often. And how are these different than... Tell me about pet rats. What, where did they come from? Well... Pet rats are uh, genetically very closely related to uh, Rattus norvegicus. They are, uh, most of them are, were, were descended from the official rat catcher to the Queen of England, oh, something like 300 years ago. He kept a few pairs of them because he knew that they were intelligent and, and uh, bred them and then bred their offspring and then more people started doing it, and there's actually been a fancy rat society in England for quite some time. Uh, it's only here in the United States that they have uh, 
only recently caught on. So the so the fancy rats go back to about 300 years. That that's pretty about much the that, beginning. Yeah, but they haven't been real popular here in, in America until oh, I would say maybe the last 10 years. Mainstream pet stores have started carrying them. Places like PetSmart and Petco and places like that. Okay, I haven't seen them in the pet stores, but um, I've gotten several emails from folks who tell me about their animals, and some of them have rats and tell me what wonderful pets they are. And I, I know that they are because um, when I was in college, I had a friend who had a couple of pet rats, and, and I thought they were just great. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they are, and they're really good for people who have limited space. If you don't have room for a dog or, or, or for a cat, you can usually find enough space in a small apartment for a little cage and a rat or two, uh, or other pocket pets, but we, of course, advocate rats. <laughs> well, I, I will get to how you house them and that kind of thing. I was just curious that um, uh, the introduction that your wife, Clara, sent me said uh, you've had as many as 36 uh, rats at one time, all different breeds. Are they, these probably aren't, are they, are they just different color variations or are they different breeds? They are and they aren't. Ah. Um, there are uh, the, probably the most common coloration that you're going to see is uh, black and usually you will see them hooded. They'll have a head that is a different color from their body. Their body is white, their head is black. Uh, that is pretty much a standard fancy rat, but you'll also see hooded fawn colors. They're sort of a beige. Uh, and a newer color is uh, blue. It's sort of a smoky blue-gray color. Oh, I have not seen that. Uh, it's very unusual. And then on top of things like that, you run into... Uh, different color patterns. Berkshire rats have a solid colored body, but then they've got white spots on their tummy. Oh. Or uh, um, you'll see blazes on their face and capes down their back. And there's all kinds of, of color variations and pattern variations. And then on top of that, you've got color points, like there's actual Siamese color points that you can... Oh, no kidding. On rats. And... Uh, Recently, I would say probably within the last 10 to 15 years, you've, they've started doing physical attributes as well as just color. So they've got uh, breeds that are tailless, uh, which don't radiate heat very well, and their balance isn't so good. No, that doesn't sound like a good idea to me. But it does get rid of the primary sticking point that a lot of people have is the tail. They don't like the tail at all. Hmm. Very curious. And there's different different textured hair, curly hair, like a Rex rat. Yeah. Uh, like a Devon Rex or Selkirk rat cat. And they've got hair that grows naturally curly. And it, it produces a rat that has, has frizzled-looking whiskers and, and uh, makes them look rather like a cotton wad with a head. Uh, <laughs> now, I imagine you can't just walk into pet store down the street and get all these fancy kinds of rats. Um, how did you end up with them? Well, we first started collecting rats, oh gosh, this December of 06 was when we got our first pair of rats as, as a little family. And we, we got a couple of little blue hoodies, uh, little blue hooded rats. They're, uh, we actually got them at a local pet store, but they specialize in exotics you know, chinchillas and rabbits and guinea pigs and other non-cat, non-dog pets. So they had a wider selection of, of, 
of rats than you might normally find in a pet store. Yeah, and, and what drew you to the rats? Well, I, I had had rats before as a child, and we were looking for pets that were allowed in our apartment complex. And, you know, most, com- most apartments, they don't particularly care for large pets because they can cause damage. And, and whether that actually happens or not, even if they, they do allow them, they'll usually require an additional security deposit. Right. So we were looking for, rat, uh, for, for a, a small pet that was allowed in our lease agreement. And the, and the I, landlord was okay when you said that you'd like to have rats? was okay cool. when, when we said that we, we wanted to get rats because they're small and they, as long as they're not let out of their cage, they can't do much damage. That, that was an enlightened landlord, if I might yes. say so, yeah. And uh, so we got a, a, a pair of rats. We originally got one you know, super fancy rat that would cost all of about $10, and mm-hmm. that was a blue hooded. And then we got one little fawn hooded rat from the feeders because they also had rats that were uh, for feeding to large snakes yeah. and things like that. And we rescued one of them, and that was only about two bucks. We took them home, and the very next day we had to take the, the little fawn one back because she was fighting with the, the blue hoodie like, a lot. And she wasn't very social, so we ended up exchanging her for another blue hoodie, and that's the smallest our rat collection has ever been, is two. Oh, okay. <laughs> How have you gotten all the other kind of breeds? Are, are you, like, in a club, or are there um, shows, or, or how does it work? There are shows and there are clubs, but we did not get them that way. No, there are a couple of breeders locally that supply rats to this exotic uh, pet store, uh, both as feeders and as pets. And the, they always have at least one of their display cages that are full of the ten dollar uh, fancy rats that are are their blue hoodeds or they're hairless or they're rexes or they've got dumbo ears or or they've got siamese points there are a lot of different kinds like that and they always have at least one cage where they've got the exotic exotics and that you can usually find uh, interesting uh varieties of rat in there. Most of the really, really rare stuff you can't find because the breeders keep those so that they can breed more. Oh, okay. And, and to what degree now have your rats taken over your life? They have taken over our life in a pretty great measure. We make a lot of decisions based on their comfort and, and what they need. We go through a 25-pound sack of uh, lab blocks, they're called. They're soy protein chunks of food that are are vitamin enriched and that's probably 80% of their diet. We go through a 25 pound bag of that in about three weeks Mm -hmm. and uh, so we make regular trips to the pet store to resupply and we've got uh, one entire corner of the master bedroom in our apartment is devoted to these enormous cages that are crammed with our rats and but but not crammed too tightly i take it they oh no no the cages are are slightly overpopulated but they they get changed weekly they get all all we take the rats out and we put them in the small hospital and travel cages and then we spray off the cage and change out the litter and put in new new pocket hammocks and sleeping ledges and then put the rats back in and they think that's great and unless it's bath week in which case they they attempted to draw blood. 
Oh, ooh, we'll get to that. What um, is a rat cage? Uh, does it look like a ferret cage, or, or what, what does it the look bars like? Are sm- the bars are closer together. Um, rats are really miraculous little creatures and have a number of really interesting traits, but one of them is they can actually compress some of the bones in their skull, Oh, which means they can fit into smaller holes than you'd think. Yeah. Um, a hole about as big around as, as an index finger is... Lo- if they really need to, they can squeeze through. Wow. So you have to be real careful with that, and you also have to be careful about the uh, the size of the grid of the wiring, because if they get their foot caught through the wiring, they can actually do a lot of damage to themselves trying to free themselves. We've actually had a couple of rats who managed, even though we've got a uh, half-inch by half-inch square grid, they still managed to get their foot caught, and they ended up uh, spraining their legs oh. from the tips of their toes all the way up to their hip. Oh, dear. That's not good. Because they thrashed around trying to... Oh, yeah. It. So, yeah, it, it, it wasn't so good. But there are a lot of cages that are marketed for rats that are really very, very poorly suited for rats. Oh, okay. So what kind... If someone decided to get uh, a rat or a pair of rats, what, what kind of a cage or you know brand or anything like that would you recommend, or what should they look for in a cage? I would recommend getting uh, galvanized steel mm-hmm. or uh, anodized steel if you really must have something that is colored. Mm-hmm. Because if it's just painted, they'll chew the paint off. Yeah. Um, I also recommend that there be no plastic anywhere. If, if, if you've got a drop-in bucket for the, the cage that is plastic, that's okay. But if it's got ledges that are made of plastic or anything like that, the rats chew them. Uh, they're, they're really, uh, like most rodents, they're inclined to destroy just about anything with their teeth. Yeah, I, I was wondering, are they like rabbits where their teeth continue to grow and so they have to... They are. Okay, so they keep the, the size of the teeth down by gnawing on things. Uh huh, and that can be good in that you you give them little chunks of of wood to chew on and and nuts and but the rat blocks are actually formulated so that they're very hard, so they function a lot to help grind their teeth down in addition to being nutritious. But yeah, if your if your cage has any soft parts, the rats will find it and chew it. And if that is enough to compromise the cage, then eventually you will have rats running around your house. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you probably don't want that. As, as wonderful as they are, you probably don't want that. No. Rats can be very destructive if they're just allowed to roam free. Yeah. Uh, they have a tendency to chew on things like power cables and computer cords, and they can do quite a bit of damage in a very short time if they're left unsupervised. Yeah, I've had that problem with rabbits, so I, I, yeah, I, will I sympathize with you. We're going to take a quick break uh, for a word for our sponsor. If there is a sponsor, you never know. Strange things happen. And then we'll be right back. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. 
Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th and Sunday, September 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to louisvillepetexpo.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, we are back again with Chris Divelbiss, and we are talking about rats as pets. What kind of pets do rats make, Chris? Well, they make very good pets. Uh, I, I liken their intelligence to about that of a dog, uh, and I liken their cleanliness to about that of a cat. They spend about two-thirds of their waking hours grooming, and they can be easily taught small tricks. Every single one of our rats recognizes their name. Wow. Most of them will come when called. Wow. Now, th- I had no they idea. Know the word treat. Is there an animal on the planet that doesn't know the word tree? <laughs> That's really cool. I suspect that our rats also know the word no and just don't yeah. care. So again, back to being like cats. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I'm really surprised at that. I mean, it shouldn't surprise me because we have a pet dove who knows his name, and you know, certainly, you know, I, I would think the brain size of a rat is probably larger than of a dove, although birds have completely different brain structures, but that is very cool. That's one of the reasons why rats are used in behavioral studies. They are very easy to train, and their brain structure is actually very similar to human brain structure, just scaled way down. Yeah. Now, what's the um, population density? What would you recommend for people who are keeping rats? What, What size of a cage? How many rats? And maybe you can also talk about how the rats get along with one another. Can you put males together? You know, give, give me some of the particulars okay. there. If you're going to get rats, then the cage size is definitely something to consider. Uh, for a female rat, you'll want anywhere from two to five cubic feet of cage space 
per rat because mm-hmm. they're very active. Uh, males, especially once they get older, tend to be a little bit lazier. They like to just kind of hang around in the cage, and they don't they don't run around as much. They Sounds like my life. Much space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that temperament actually can extend a little bit, too. If you have small children, it can often be a better idea to get the males, because the males are more docile and they're easier to handle than the females, who are constantly squirming and wanting to go and see and climb and stuff. Well, do the rats, do they have to be socialized at a young age so that they enjoy being held, or do you just find that they're naturally tame, that they've been bred to be docile? They have been bred to be docile, but that really only goes so far. You do have to socialize them. Uh, and that normally takes uh, at least your first couple of weeks with the rest and want to handle it every day. Mm-hmm. You, uh, generally, you'll start by opening the cage door and putting your hand in and letting them come to you. And eventually, you'll, they'll get to the point, many of them will just climb right onto your hand or scamper up your arm to your shoulder wherever they're more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and they enjoy interacting with their humans once they've been properly socialized. And I'm assuming they can tell you from a stranger or from oh, your yes. wife. So yes. and some, some of them have been socialized uh, and are naturally uh, gregarious to the point where they don't care if a uh, stranger touches mm-hmm. We've got at least two of them who have picked mom as their favorite. Uh, they don't mind dad <laughs> come running when mom calls and vice versa. <laughs> Uh, they 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 are 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 uh, very good at that at that telling what's going on around them. They're almost they're almost completely blind. Rats can't see much further than the point of their nose, except movement. They can't make out much more than blurry shapes. Hmm. They make up for that with superb hearing and sense of smell. How, how about a, a sense of touch? Are they real? Can they tell they vibration? Very, very good sense of touch. Uh, all of that bristle, that little bristle of whiskers around their nose is all rigged to an incredibly delicate uh, sensor array. Uh, it tells them a lot about the world around them. And uh, they've also got very deft little hands that they use to manipulate. They don't have thumbs, but they've got uh, four fingers and a little knob of bone that they can use kind of like a thumb. So they're capable of manipulating objects with a great degree of precision. One of the reasons why they can be taught so many tricks because they can do things that you normally associate with primates. Right, so that probably is how their intelligence developed, or at least that and the, the, the fingers sort of went hand in hand over the mm-hmm. millions of years. Uh, we, we joke that it's only a matter of time before they discover tools that disassemble their cage from the inside. Yes, the yeah, I would be careful of that. Um, <laughs> If you if you want to keep more than one rat in a cage, would you generally get females? That is one of those things that is kind of a holdover from dogs, I've noticed. People tend to think, well, if you get two male dogs, then they might get aggressive. And you do get aggression scuffles. Well, it's like that with it's like that with rabbits and, you know, actually with with ducks and a lot of animals, so that's why I was wondering. But you don't get and a huge amount of that. Once the rats have figured out who outranks whom, mm-hmm. then things usually settle down. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as the rats are introduced to each other carefully, then you will rarely even see serious injuries when you're when you're introducing even males. Yeah, I would hope not. Um, and do the rats do they come out every day, or some of them come out? How do, how does that work, or do they stay well, in their cages? We, we normally uh, we normally let them come out 
uh, at least a few of them a day, uh, not necessarily on a rotating schedule, but obviously if we let all of them out at once, then we would spend the entire time chasing them around. Yeah, yeah. But we do let them come out on our shoulders, and we, we usually when we go by the cage, we'll open the door and, 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 and scratch behind ears <laughs> and other favorite spots. We do have a large exercise ball that most of them dislike intensely, but a few of them really enjoy. Yeah, I was I was going to ask what while they're in their cage, how do they occupy themselves? What what kinds of toys do you have in for them? Or well, normally, any toy that's designed for a ferret will also work for rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned uh, the hammock. Yeah, just expect that it will be destroyed um, sooner or later, mm-hmm. probably sooner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also purchase things like climbing ropes and fleece hammocks from. From uh, there are several pe- places online where you can purchase such things. Uh, as long as it's made of polar fleece, then you don't run the risk of them ingesting threads that uh, will walk their intestines. Sure. Polar fleece is stretchy, stays stays warm and soft even when it gets wet, and is a great texture. So they like to climb around on it and in it. Yeah. And so they make hammocks that you you hang from from small metal hooks, and the rats will will, will lie on them and in them, and and uh, once they have chewed it down, then they'll drag it around the cage like a blankie. Oh, <laughs> and, and what kind of um, health issues do you expect uh, with rats? Because you well, mentioned, but before before we started recording today, you mentioned that a couple had the sniffles. Is that right? Rats are prone to to two very specific varieties of illness. Um, rats tend to get tumors. Mm-hmm. They get lumpy, mm-hmm. uh, especially mammary tumors on females. Mm-hmm. Uh, the males actually don't have uh, mammary glands. They don't have nipples or anything like that. That's one of the ways that you can tell their gender at a very early age oh. is if they've got spots on their, on their, on their tummy and chest, then they're female. Oh. But the males don't have it, which means they don't get the, that kind of lump. Uh, but you will usually, sooner or later, if you keep rats, you will have a lumpy rat. Uh, and they also have a tendency to get uh, respiratory illnesses, which range from minor sniffles and sneezes all the way up to full-blown pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And, and it can change from one to the other in a hurry. Rats can go from uh, sounding healthy to yeah. un- unconscious or worse in about three hours. Yeah, I was going to say we... Virus. Yeah, I was going to say we've had bad... Uh, experiences in the past with rabbits because they mask symptoms and um, they, they can often by the time you know they're sick it's pretty far advanced but I'm sorry I interrupted you you were saying they can go in as little as three hours and, and what was the reason for that because of the kind of virus if it, if it, if it, dep- it depends on the virus if it's, if it's if the rat is is genetically predisposed and they're in a dirty cage so they're all their lungs are already dealing with the ammonia buildup and things like that, and they catch a bad chest cold, then it'll go very quickly from the rat looking healthy to the rat being dead. And is this something that would spread to the others? It can. Yeah. If it is viral, then it's it's something where you want to quarantine the rat as soon as possible yeah. and keep a close eye on the others. If you're lucky, there will be a small animal vet in the area who deals with exotics. Uh, but most rat owners have to be their own vet, and that means keeping small supplies with medication on hand and knowing what to look for, when to look for it, etc. Yeah, that's got to be tough to to know that. 
And it is and it isn't. There's a vast wealth of resources available to the potential rat owner, both in book form and on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, the American Fancy Rat and Mouse Society is always willing to lend advice to people who come looking. Hmm. What kind of person would you say is a person who should have a rat? Who, who would make an ideal rat owner? College students make very good rat owners because rats are fairly low maintenance once you get them set up. And college students are also usually very pressed for space. You know, even if you're living in an off-campus apartment, it's probably not very large. And you may not have room for larger pets. Your apartment's lease may not allow uh, larger pets. Mm-hmm. So rats make an excellent choice. They're very personable and friendly. Rats will rarely bite, even if provoked, which means that you can introduce them to friends without having to worry about your friend never liking you. Um, That might happen anyway, though. (laughs) They are are fairly clean. Uh, They'll fling litter around, but they generally will not do a whole lot of actual property damage, which means that once you move out, you don't have to do a whole lot of erasing the place where the rat was. Yeah. And they're, I hate to list this as one of the positive benefits to owning rats, but they're kind of short-lived. Mm-hmm. Two to three years on average, if you're lucky, you might get as many as five, Mm -hmm. which means that then you don't have to worry about moving with a cage full of rats. If if you get the rats when you go to college, Mm -hmm. by the time that you leave college, you probably won't have them anymore. Yeah, see, that would be tough for me because I I take it hard when anything happens to our animals. And that that is the case for us, too. Death hits us hard, some harder than others. When we lost our first two rats, Smokey and Misty, we lost them to respiratory illness. Yeah. Their lungs actually had completely closed off from, from the swelling. Oh. And we were we were wrecks for days yeah. afterward. And it still it still makes us tear up when we when we, you know, come across old photos of them. And, and in in that way rats are kind of a sad pet because you love them so much and they're with you for so little time mm-hmm. that you kind of have to squeeze every ounce of living out of them. Yeah, so you, you, you want to spend as much time with them as you can. And it probably helps a little if you ha- if you do have several, I would think, because um, it, it, it does. Because even though Smokey is gone, we still have Stormy. <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, it, they, they they are comforting, although they do notice when somebody disappears forever. Yeah, they, I bet. They, they don't exactly mourn, but they they take care of sick rats. Uh, they, they they take care of of, of other sick rats. They'll wow! Bring food to a rat that is no longer able to go and get the food themselves. They they are very social creatures, and they watch out for each other. And when one dies, they notice, and that usually results in uh, anything from mourning type behavior, you know, crouching in the corners and looking looking lonely, to full-on battles for dominance now that the old dominant is gone. Yeah. We actually are still experiencing the throes of that. When we lost Bandit to pneumonia a couple of months ago, Rascal, um, who had followed him around like a kid brother for his, his entire life, assumed dominance. And he's a big rat. He's pushing the 600 gram mark so he can throw his weight around really well but he's overcompensating and so he's still handing out 
uh, beatings to some of the smaller rats, even <laughs> though the time that that's necessary is long to ask. Yeah. But you could tell when we lost Bandit, it affected ra- Rascal deeply. He, his personality changed. Wow. It sounds like they are more spiritually evolved than many people are. In, in some ways, they are. They're, they're more honest about their feelings. Yeah. You know, yeah. when they when they don't want something, they push it away with their with their hands. If the, if they still are being pushed or pushed, you know, if you're trying to offer them a treat and they don't want it, they'll turn away or they'll move away. They won't accept it just to be polite, except in some rare occasions. We have a couple of rats who are more than willing to take the treat because it is offered, even if they don't really want it, and then they'll try to stash it somewhere for later. That doesn't usually work. Somebody else finds the treat usually nanoseconds later. And, uh, <laughs> well, thanks Thanks so much for talking to me about rats. Do you have uh, a website that you want to mention? We don't. Okay. We don't, but I do recommend that anybody who is interested in a pocket pet go... Uh, Google the American Fancy Rat and Mouse Association because their website is probably one of the best links to, you know, medical and and food information. I will make sure that we have that link on the uh, Pet Life Radio website. So thanks so much, and uh, thanks so much to Clara for emailing me and you know suggesting the topic, which is a really good topic. So You're welcome. thanks to both of you. I really appreciate it. Well, that's about it for this episode of What Were You Thinking? If you'd like to be a guest on the show, well, it's easy. Just email me at bob at petliferadio.com, bob at petliferadio.com, and tell me about your exotic pet, and that's anything but a cat or a dog. So thanks for listening, thanks to our producers, and bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.